Okay, my man, I'm ready anytime you're ready. <laughs> awesome. I'm ready. Well, if you don't mind doing a quick intro, letting the people know that are listening that may not know who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Rory Douglas, and uh, I am a financial educator, a life coach, and also a international best-selling author. And I have a passion to help people pursue their purpose in the areas of finance and also in the areas of motivation as well as uh, inspiration. And I'm also a starch entrepreneur with over 25 years experience as an entrepreneur. Awesome. What was the, what was the inspiration behind pursuing this line of work? My inspiration behind pursuing this type of work is basically uh, I found my passion. And I'm a strong believer that when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. So right now I'm actually living uh, my purpose and also have passion toward what I'm doing. So I don't consider it work. I consider it as uh, it's fun. It's something that I'm destined to do and meant to do. Yeah, that's always interesting when you get to do something that seems like fun. And, um, you know, we hear a lot of people that are kind of following their passion speak about that. But, you know, I, I feel like you could also sort of emphasize the days when it isn't fun, when it's when the work is actual work and you have to grind and get through those those days where things may not be as um, as bright as, as, as they normally are. And if we could talk about, you know, some of some of those times for the people that um, for, for the people that may have that. Uh, misconception that it's always just fun well I'll, I'll tell you this here um, having a, a strong mindset is what you really need getting through the difficult times I always tell people there's never really any losses it's just lessons so you have to really, really have a, a strong mindset when you're going through difficult times and also something that will help a lot of people uh, don't look at the whole problem focus on one thing at a time little wins will get you through. I'm a firm believer. Little ones will get you through. So I always tell people, uh, make sure that um, you uh, get a, a result every single day and praise progress, but not perfection. It's a beautiful statement. Um, what kind of an ecosystem do you create around yourself to stay motivated and stay informed? Well, what I normally do to stay motivated and stay informed is I, I, I make sure that I'm keeping myself busy and also, I'm always growing, which means I'm looking for people who are doing more, uh, also getting around uh, positive influences. It's really all about uh, who you connect with, and not only who you connect with, it's really all about having, like I said, that, that mindset, a strong mindset. And also, um, the way you gain confidence, I'll tell people this, confidence, confidence is not gonna just happen overnight. So confidence, comes by doing the same thing over and over again, repeatedly. And when you do the same thing over and over again, you don't get bitter, you, you get better at it. And because a lot of us are dealing with, with fear and anxiety, but uh, I would encourage people to keep swinging, no matter what, even with the setbacks, keep swinging, keep swinging, keep swinging. And uh, once you um, are consistent, you'll gain that confidence. And once you gain that confidence, you'll have the strength and the motivation to be able to get through anything. I definitely agree. And I can um, kind of relate to that just to provide some insight. I started this podcast because I wasn't good at speaking and I wasn't good at expressing myself in, in some somewhat of a normal setting. And, you know, through, through the months that I've realized, um, 
doing it every day, talking to different people every day, it just it almost becomes easier, and, and you realize that the insecurities and and the sort of um, uh, the, the the points that you were pointing out that oh I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that, they aren't as visible to other people. It's kind of like in your head, right? You you think right. you think you're not good at something, and then you do it and you get the response from people with whether it's positive or constructive and you realize well maybe i'm not as bad as i thought i was so you know with 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 repetitive action i feel like a lot of people get stuck in just beginning action so what would you talk what would you tell those people that are hesitant to begin something or hesitant to act on things because they fear and they have insecurities well, I, I would actually say this here, uh, because what you just said was so, so key. I would have never known that you that you were challenged with that. But I will tell you this here. Everything um, that is really, really valuable on Earth is buried deep. And it's the same with us as, as human beings. Everything that's really, really valuable is buried deep. And I think a lot of times the things that we fear we may be really, really gifted in that area, but just because of the fear, we never discover that part of ourselves. And that's why it's all about digging deep. And even if you're afraid, sometimes you have to do it scared. You just have to do it scared. And as you just said, that when you continue to do it repeatedly, what you're doing is you're developing habits. I always tell people winning is a habit and losing is a habit. So we have to know exactly why we win as well as why we lose. So what you want to do is, is you want to develop good habits. Even though you may be scared, just keep taking baby steps. Keep taking baby steps. And that's how things fall in place. That's how things come together. But the bottom line is you can use your vulnerabilities as an anchor and a tool for yourself. I use my vulnerabilities as my superpower. When I was going to school, I was considered a troubled youth. I got kicked out of every elementary school and every high school. I wasn't a bad student but I had a disability. And my disability that I had was called dyslexia. I read things backwards. So I was an A student. I, I could recite everything the teacher was saying. However, when open book came or test came, I would do something to disrupt the class. Right. And it wasn't until my mom, years later, we were driving down the road and she insisted that I read some instructions for directions. She kept saying, you, you read it. And I tried to read it, I was reading things backwards. So my mom took me to my principal and the counselor and they did a few tests and things on me and found out that I had dyslexia. So I always tell people that you could have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. So I got over my disability. I, I was challenged with it. I, I got over it. Sometimes it sort of creeps up on me a little bit, but I don't give into it. So the bottom line is, it's really, really taking your vulnerability, taking the things that you're afraid of, and using those things as a tool to catapult you forward towards your destiny. I definitely agree. And, um, you know, you provided an instance of where you did that. But if you can recall any other instances where you kind of took the first initial steps or you took the baby steps to eventually get to the point where you are now. Well, what I what I actually did was that's why I said earlier that when, when you find your passion, it actually gives you that, that strength to be able to take that first step. But what happens in most cases, most people don't really find their passion because we're so busy looking at someone else's success. We're so busy looking outside. And really, you have everything it takes inside. That's why you have to 
you have to really take some time to discover yourself and then strive to be the best version of yourself every day. If you only get a little done, just do a little. And I always tell people less is more. Uh, a fast quarter is better than a slow dollar. So it's really, really by taking the initiative to really, really say, hey, what I'm good at? What, 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 what are my dreams? What are my visions? Whatever it may be. And then you just pretty much start chipping away toward it. And I always tell people that um, if you notice, when it comes down to, to art in general, a sculpture is the only particular art that takes a long time to create because you're chipping away at it, chipping away at it. And the whole objective is once the sculpture is done, it creates it creates that masterpiece. So I think everybody's a masterpiece and you got to chip at it, even if it's a little chip. But the bottom line is it's always about working on self, always redefining, working on self. So everything is pretty much repetitious. It's habit. And, uh, and, and not only that, uh, the passion, I keep saying that because you got to have that passion in order to caterpillar and get you out of that dry spot to really move forward. And also, too, something that helped, helped me a lot is that I began to look in the mirror and say to myself and speak to myself that I am equipped, that I, that I can do it. And, and I make myself believe it. So I think that your words are also important also, too. You got to be very, very careful what you say, because a lot of us, we allow ourselves to have reactive words, reactive words or words that are going backwards. I can't do it. I don't know if I can accomplish that. And we have to change those words to, I, I can do it. You know, I have what it takes. And those are the type of things that's going to give you, you uh, the confidence and the support to, to push you forward uh, towards your uh, your destiny or your goal. 100%. Um, one thing I've noticed is in this day and age, you know, using the sculpture analogy, again, um, when, when people are working on themselves and they're chipping away, and you know if, if, if the chipping gets harder or if the, if the act of chipping gets difficult they abandon that sculpture and go start a new one because starting a new one is easier than working on the, the existing one and we see that a lot in, especially in this day and age where you know anyone can do anything and anyone can kind of um, curate an image for being anyone and that kind of um, allows people to have that escape route if, if one thing doesn't go well so how do you personally, and uh, in terms of giving advice, how do you recommend staying authentic to who you are and what your values are? You know, what you said is so true. And I think this happens because of, of the way we're raised in most cases. Um, in most cases, if you really, really examine it, a lot of people are influenced by their parents to pursue whatever degree or whatever that may be. And that may not necessarily be what they really, really want. That's the reason why the average college student changed their major at least four times, not really knowing exactly what they want. Uh, but I, I, I would say this, the way you get away from that is, is that it's, it's natural to, to do certain things because you're trying to find yourself. That's natural to do that. But I will say this here, that um, if you allow yourself to do too many things at one time, you spread yourself thin, which means you never accomplish anything because you're spreading yourself actually thin. And I think that uh, that's the reason why um, financial literacy, that's the reason why 
uh, training and, and, and getting a mentor, someone to steer you in the right direction to help you break that paradigm because we, we grew up the same way. You know, we go to school, get a good education, get out, get a job. And my definition of job is just over broke. So the bottom line is, is that these things are being trained to us. It's like generational, train, train, train. But the bottom line is, is that you have to begin to um, reach out, get mentors, look for people who are doing things. It's all about connecting with, with other people. So I think that you, in order to really be able to accomplish that, you have to take the first step forward by reaching out to people to help you in those areas to, to stay disciplined, to stay organized. And that's what it's all about. But don't put too much pressure on yourself because it's natural to go through life and, and sort of discover who you are and where you need to be. And I believe that all of that is part of the process. But as you said, a lot of people, they do the start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. But I'll tell you this, in life, wherever we're immature at, that's where we're going to suffer. If I'm immature in my finances, I'm going to con continue to suffer financially. If you're immature in your relationships, you're going to suffer in your relationships. But once you get matured in the area, that's exactly where you start to grow. So it's really about discovering you. But if you always are looking outside at someone else's success or what you may deem is success, because there's a big difference between riches and wealth. Riches, that's for lunchtime. Wealth is for a lifetime. I agree 100%. Um, just to make one quick point before we get into the financial literacy side of things. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with what you said, but I also want to point out that uh, sometimes it's important for people to experiment, but it's not for everybody. Some people are designed to follow the predetermined, the structure path that is offered by our society and, and, and you know, has been offered for several centuries even. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's designed for the majority. And you have people that look outside of that and end up doing things their own way. And, you know, it's kind of becoming cool now to do things your own way and be your own boss and be an entrepreneur. And uh, it's important to understand that just the way entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Um, well, I could reword that. Some certain things are for certain people. So that's an important distinction to make. I feel like we're we're not putting enough of an emphasis on that in this generation because we're 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 prioritizing um, you know entrepreneurship and we're glamorizing it in a way that kind of provides younger people a false sense of hope and achievement and what success looks like. So just one. I totally that. agree with you. I totally agree with you. That's the reason why I was touching so much on discovering you. Right. Because I think there's so many people out here that are doing things because of other influences and they're not really, really doing things because they want to actually do it. That's why it's all about discovering you. And I think in a society that is rapidly going and it's fast paced, social media, people are not communicating. Uh, right now, today, most people are like imitators. They're not duplicators. They imitate. They imitate other things. That's the reason why it's so important, especially during times like right now with young people. You really got to take the time out to really discover you. And once you discover you, you're going to find that nobody's like you. 
you got greatness inside of you. So I think everybody has greatness inside of them, but it's up to them to venture to discover it. But if you're always trying to model someone else's success, or what we deem as success, then you're not really, really, um, it's not true development. It's just pretty much people imitating. Like today, I listen to music. Everything pretty much sounds the same. And you and see what people are doing. It looks the same. And I always tell people, people don't buy books anymore. They buy you. That's the reason why you have to really discover yourself. People buy you. And once you are become you, that's all you need. That's what it's all about, in my opinion. 1,000%, I definitely agree. And, you know, authenticity is... Um, it's becoming a powerful thing. I think as human beings, we've developed to this point where we can distinguish between authentic and, uh, you know, like you said, imitation or copy paste of someone else. And this is another misconception where people think that, all right, if I just copy someone that's successful, I can be like him. I can get some, you know, uh, fame or notoriety or attention because I have the elements of someone that's successful. And that's where they kind of miss. And, you know, being fairly young, I recognized this um, when I noticed myself imitating. And obviously, you know, I was 17 trying to be like, I'll say this, I'm, I don't think I've ever said this, but the Wolf of Wall Street came out and I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be that person. I was like, oh, you know, I want to have my company. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I, I had a clothing brand back, back then. And, you know, I, I started operating it from, from, from the point of view of someone that was way beyond or someone that was extremely successful and I was taking elements of their behavior not knowing that I am I, I can't use those elements until I reach that point that's another misconception right because we want to take elements of successful people but we don't realize that wait a minute it took them years of hard work to have those elements and we can't just right. you hit the nail on the head yeah it's not going to be authentic you're absolutely right you hit the nail on the head you're right that's the reason why um, the journey is real in our lives. And we have to embrace that journey. That's the reason why I said that um, what I do to help myself, I realize that I, it's never any losses, it's, it's lessons. So even though you may uh, not uh, uh, prosper in a certain area or you may, may make the wrong turn or do something the wrong way, it's not a death sentence. Learn from it and then get back up and just stay on the path. Definitely agree. Um, let's talk about financial literacy. I read that you've been doing it for 25 plus years. If you could kind of talk me through, um, again, the driving force behind pursuing that line of work and, uh, you know, maybe what you've learned along the, uh, throughout the years. You know, the uh, financial literacy piece, it actually came from a, uh, a position in a time in my life of pain. When I say pain and, and anguish, uh, originally, I was in the music business. And when I was in the music business, basically starting off as an intern, uh, serving coffee and just serving, uh, I've learned that uh, it's power in serving. And I, I, I strongly believe that opportunity is stronger than money. And from living a life of service in the entertainment business, I basically uh, got a lot of uh, breaks and opportunity because of my service which put me in a position to work with a lot of main artists. And uh, I pretty much had some exponential growth, which means a lot of uh, 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 projects that are very, very successful products represent a lot of known people, a lot of people you, you guys probably will know. But what happened was, even though I wanted to be an entrepreneur and start my own business, 
I wasn't prepared. But I had a, a business partner who was prepared and basically saw in me um, that, uh, that talent to be able to run a business and, and manage artists, which that's what, exactly what I did and I was good at it. But I wasn't good at finance. I didn't really have any financial knowledge about finance. And when the opportunity came, I wasn't ready. And my ex-business partner, uh, which was an entertainment attorney, he said to me, he said, listen, you know, you, you really got what it takes. You can do some big stuff. Uh, why don't you start your own magic management company? And I, I basically told him, I said, Joseph, I said, I would love to start my own management company, but I don't know the first thing about what I need to do besides a management agreement or whatever it may be. He said, I tell you what, why don't we do it together? We can start the company together. And I agreed. And then the company was born. And, you know, we had a lot of success. And uh, God bless his soul. He's not here anymore. He was up in age. But uh, what happened was at the end of the year, when we start to do the financials and it was time for me to get my cut, I got it checked and looked at it, man. I was like, what the hell is this? What you, is, you must have made a mistake. No, 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 it's not a mistake. Uh, let me show you this. And they start to lay out all of the bills and expenses and what we did and where we went. And I'm looking at all of this and I'm like, wow, we spent this much money? Yes, this is your cut. And I was totally dissatisfied with my cut, but I had to accept it because everything was there. And then on top of that, I got hit with taxes. So I made a lot of money, got hit with taxes, didn't know that much about what I was doing. And it became a tragic time because it was a time where CDs were the driving force. And with CDs, they were like 11 bucks. And at the time we had a 50-50 deal. So I would probably pull in five to $6 a CD. We was making some great money. And uh, when CDs went from CDs to downloads, we went from <laughs> five or six bucks to 99 cents. Right. And then things started to tank, financial problems. So I ended up selling the music company uh, and pulling out. And to this very, very day, I benefit from royalties from, from the work that I did. However, that was a time in my life that was very tragic. So what I did was I did the same thing I did when I was suffering with the dyslexia. I studied everything I could study about finance, money, investments, everything. I said to myself, I'll never get in a position like that again. And by doing that, that's when I discovered my passion. I discovered my purpose. I love to be an entrepreneur. I love business. I love investments. I love helping people. I love mentoring. I love coaching. So that's exactly what I did. I, I decided to, I was going to get involved with the financial industry. And then I went and started working for independent firms. And I did a lot of incredible stuff for firms. Uh, started from the bottom, ended up being the top agent. And I decided to start my own firm several years ago, which is Aqua Financial Center. And right now we have a very, very big, successful firm and we help a lot of people. We work with police departments, fire departments, veterans administration, teachers union. So we help a lot of people, but we do it in a different way. We offer financial literacy because a financial advisor normally gets paid to give advice. And my standpoint is, is not to get paid to give advice, give advice freely so I can educate people to pursue their purpose in the areas of finance. Beautiful. Um, it's always amazing to hear the sort of, you know, hardship that molds someone's uh, lifetime sort of career or path in a way. And, 
you know, you, you took that hardship and now you are essentially helping other people avoid that hardship. And it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. I admire everything you've created and what you're doing. Um, please let the people know where they can find you, where they can find the website and the company. Well, they can reach me at RoryDouglas.net, RoryDouglas.net. You get all my handles. And you can also go to AquaFinancialCenter.com. And right now, during pandemic, we are actually offering free financial literacy workshops for people, AquaFinancialCenter.com. And uh, that's my message. And I approve of it. And, I, and that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> awesome. I, I appreciate your...